Hadith on Marka Sahaba Online Radio. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, respected listeners of Marka Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We welcome you to our Riyadu Salihin segment. This is the Gardens of the Righteous. Hadith 422, and this will go back to Hazrat Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. If you see the previous hadith, if you go to the hadith of 419, so from there coming down 420, 421 and now 422 the narrator remains as Sheikh Al-Hadith Hazrat Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu and this is why we love our honorable Sahaba radiallahu anhu you just heard the nasheed and this is all to to instill in our hearts the inner recesses of our hearts the love for Sahaba radiallahu anhu this is Barqa Sahaba where our hearts it turns it rotates around the lives of Sahaba radiallahu anhum. So they've seen the best of the best and that is the cream of this universe that is Nabi Kareem Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then they leave no stone unturned in, in, in emulating his life, following his life. So this is what we have to do and follow their lives and then we will be successful. So this narrator, Hazrat Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu narrates, قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم والذي نفسي بيده that I take an oath by that being in whose control is my life لولا تذنبوا if you did not sin who is saying رسول صلى الله عليه وسلم what should you be doing you should also be saying صلى الله عليه وسلم that لولا تذنبوا that if you did not sin then Allah Azza wa Jal would have removed you and brought and Allah Azza wa Jal will bring a nation who sins. And then they will repent to Allah Azza wa Jal. They will, they will then commit sins and they will ask for forgiveness so that Allah Azza wa Jal so that Allah Azza wa Jal may forgive them. Understand well, let's do the narration again, 422. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa would use this expression when he wants to emphasize, strengthen what he's going to say next. That I take an oath by that being in whose control my life is in. That if you had not sinned, if you did not sin, then Allah will remove you. And Allah will bring a nation that will sin. And then they will seek, ask Allah for forgiveness. And and Allah will forgive them. A question that comes to mind. Does this mean now that you must go carte blanche and just go all out and sinning by the highest degree? No, that does not. This is not what this means. The hadith means that look. Allah is so forgiving. You come to my house, I'm a person, I'm just giving an example, I'm a person I can tolerate, tolerate, tolerate. But now you see that I'm tolerant and you now start breaking windows, you start going wild. And before when you were doing something wrong, I saw it was a mistake, I see you doing it wrong, it was a mistake, you broke a glass, but I saw it was just nothing intentional so there's now i see it and i say okay you know what let's o- overlook these things again it happens overlook and we you have that mindset to constantly come back and repent ask for forgiveness and you're forgiven 
we're not speaking about you and I, O oh Ummah. We're speaking about the one, the all-merciful, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. You've seen in the previous ahadith that how much of mercy doesn't Allah have in this mercy. In the rahmati taghlibu ghadabi. The one narration Allah said that my mercy overpowers my anger. So this is the kind of mercy that Allah has. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has this mercy and we are human beings. And we played for you that clip of Shah Hakim Akhtar Sab, uh, Rahmatullah Ali, who says that uh, in the clip he mentions the Ustad of Abu Imam Abu Hanifa, Rahimullah, about if he had a choice to have his account be taken by his parents or by Allah Zawajal, and definitely said by Allah Zawajal, because Allah's mercy knows no bounds and my parents' mercy, it has a limit. After you do beyond this, oh, you've just crossed the limits now. So, Allah has this mercy, but I'm saying to you, I'm just giving you for your understanding purposes that you came to my house and over and over again, you made a mistake, you asked for forgiveness, I forgave you and I saw it was a mistake, but no sooner do you say, hey, this man is tolerant, you start breaking the windows of the house and all of that, now I start to lose it. And now I say, you know what, this now is not acceptable. So, what do you say then? Justified or not? So this is what it means here, that Allah as long as you are making mistakes and you are turning to Allah and you are asking for forgiveness, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you. But no sooner do you say, hey, I'm getting away. I'm just getting away. I'm... No. Now you take advantage. This doesn't apply. This is not what this, the hadith means here. The hadith means... You make mistakes, you repent. Make mistakes, repent. And if you, what causes you to make, what causes, that every son of Adam, السلام, except, exception is the Anbiya, they are masoom. And then Sahaba, عنهم, in their lives, they were not masoom while they were living. They made mistakes. But when they passed away, if they passed away with this title, Sahaba, عنهم, there's absolutely no doubt. Allah is pleased with them. They were pleased with Allah. Radiallahu anhum wa Allah pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah. This is their beautiful title. Now, you come to you and I. Every day, we just in our ibadah, we say, I'm going to read two rakats, salah of tawbah, salah to tawbah. In that salah to tawbah, our minds are racing towards the dunya. And there's tawbah. Now you have to make tawbah upon the tawbah. So you see, this is what it means. We commit sins constantly. This is part of our lives. But to openly say, I don't care, I'm just going to do sin. Now this now is not what this hadith means. You make mistakes, you make istighfar. So this is what it is. But it doesn't mean go wholesale and go do as you want. As explained by the previous one, this is how we need to understand things. So hadith 423, and that will be before. وَعَنْ أَبِي أَيُّوبِ خَالِدِ بْنِ زَيْدٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ نُقَالُ سَمِعْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ يَقُولُ 
Hazrat Abu Ayyub Khadid ibn Zayd radiyallahu anhu mentions I heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam saying laula annakum tudhnibuna la khalaqa Allah khalqan yudhnibun fa yastaghfiruna fa yaghfiru lahum Hazrat Abu Ayyub Khalid ibn Zayd radiyallahu anhu narrates I heard Nabi Karim Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam saying if you had not committed sins Allah azawajal would have created other creatures which would commit sins and then seek forgiveness so that he could forgive them so this is it it is interesting to note that Abu Ayyub radiyallahu anhu only narrated this hadith when he was on the verge of death many of the sahaba radiyallahu anhum and the pious predecessors also narrated such a hadith of hope during the final moments of life and now today you get scholars they come out and they say no i am only going to speak to those people who don't read salah i do not specialize in those if you read five times salah now look what they do if you read five times salah then you must go to those people who are hard and harsh so you are calling rasul sallallahu hard and harsh are you calling these sahaba radiyallahu anhum hard and harsh wa na'udhu billahi min dhalik not directly even the indirectly what are you hinting at come out straight and speak straight Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam you see why they do this so that they maintain their followers so that they maintain those people who are because the bulk of the ummah does not read salah so you need the tap on the back all the time that's not the way it's a balanced way you don't break them and you don't praise them so much that they feel comfortable in their circles of not reading salah so this is what it is so they come out and they say no i'm for those people who don't read salah that's my specialization for those who read you must go to those uh, who are hard and harsh is that really sensible to say these honorable sahaba radiyallahu anhum only narrated these ahadith at the end of their lives such hadith of hope because people would go out all out wholesale and we're speaking about the best of the era the best of times and this was their condition allah azawajal grant us understanding ibn ibn malik radiyallahu ibn malik rahimallah used to say this hadith is not encouragement to commit sins rather rasul sallallahu said this to console the sahaba radiyallahu anhum and remove excessive fear from their hearts what has become now they had become so overwhelmed with fear that some of them had gone away to mountain tops to seclude themselves in worship some of them had forsaken women and some of them had forsaken sleep this hadith is directed this hadith directed them to develop hope in allah's forgiveness for you and I. Hadith on Marcus Sahaba Online Radio.